Today on State Scoop's Priorities Podcast from Scoop News Group, naming a vital resource in the fight against misinformation. We do want to name it. <laughs> We're actually going to start asking the users and people in general to vote on, you know, let's name our bot. <laughs> Welcome to State Scoop's Priorities Podcast. Every Thursday, you'll get insights into the state and local government technology community. You'll hear from top leaders across the state and local world and learn about the latest news and trends ahead for the industry. I'm your host, Jake Williams. Here's what's happening this week. Virginia's IT agency has completed a move to a new cloud-enabled data center. The transition moved operations and data from all 65 of the Commonwealth's agencies to a new facility, leaving behind a 193,000-square-foot warehouse. Virginia CIO Bob Osmond called the migration a milestone for the state. Fort Worth, Texas is expanding a free Wi-Fi network for residents with limited internet access. A new effort from the city will provide free connections for about 40,000 residents in five historically underserved neighborhoods. The project is a collaborative effort between city agencies, school districts, neighborhood groups, and tech vendors, including Cisco. Arlington County, Virginia CIO Jack Belcher is moving into a new advisory role after 22 years. Belcher will become the county's chief technology innovation officer, while Deputy CIO Norrin Lee will take over the lead IT job. In the new role, Belcher will offer county executives insights on innovation, digital strategy, and partnership with other sectors. You can read these stories and more at statescoop.com. You'll also find links in today's show notes. The California Department of Public Health has been using a chatbot to dispel myths about COVID-19 and specifically COVID-19 vaccines. The chatbot is available on WhatsApp and is available in English and Spanish. Since its launch earlier this year, the chatbot has processed more than 4,000 conversations in both languages. Irina Malara, the multi-ethnic press secretary for the state's COVID-19 vaccine task force, tells State Scoop's Colin Wood about the bot. The chatbot is a virtual assistant that can help people navigate a complicated topic like COVID and vaccines. Um, it's very easy to use. Uh, you can just, um, you know, text hi or hola to the chatbot using WhatsApp. And um, it's as easy as following the menu options, or you can just ask a question. The bot would recognize uh, certain keywords and try to answer to the best that it can, given whatever, you know, um, keywords you have put or whatever menu options you have selected. So that's what it is and how it works. And your question about why. Um, so it all started with a with the knowledge that there, there's a lot of mis and disinformation especially in uh, the Hispanic segment of the population. And given that WhatsApp is used a lot by uh, Latinos and Hispanics, um, CDPH decided to, and well, VA58, the Vaccinate All 58 campaign, uh, decided that it would be a good uh, tool to have uh, given that we have a partnership with Meta um, to help and to help, um, you know, disperse any any um, 
uh, rumors that might be going around, any myths or disinformation. So um, this is basically, and it was created as a tool. Right. Now, I know that the primary or at least the first use of this was for COVID misinformation. You mentioned that that is an example of what this can be used for. Is the idea to at some point extend this out for other uses or have you done that yet? Or what is the, uh, what are yeah. the other potential uses? You know, at this point, at this point is um, COVID only hmm. um, and vaccine related topics, COVID-19 COVID vaccine related talks. So it has not um, been used for any other things. However, there is a possibility at some point that it might but not as not as of right now and that's that's not the intent hmm. of the of the creation of the bot right right okay so uh it's been i forget exactly when it came out but it's been some months since it's been available to people what sort of uh do you have any numbers or just general you know if even if you don't have numbers do you have any sort of sense of how it's being received or how it's being used yeah, I, I actually asked for that data. Um, so the total uh, number of conversation, and I know it was created for Hispanics, you know, people that come from Latin America, but we've noticed that a lot of people that are either bilingual or um, that speak English are using it in English. So let me just... Um, make that the distinction so the conversations we've had over 1500 uh conversations in spanish and a little over 3000 conversations in english so and so a conversation is one a person like a unique user logging onto it and then asking at least one question or it's considered a conversation when there's a back and forth. Hmm, right. And um, these are not unique users, um, just to be totally clear. Uh, these are conversations that might, um, might be different people or might be people coming back to the bot and trying to uh, get a, get a converse, get a specific information on it. Right. So it could be one really lonely guy having 3,000 conversations. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, I don't think no, so. Probably but, not. Yeah. <laughs> I think what we're really hoping and some of these numbers, what the, some of these numbers are showing that folks are uh, seeing this tool as a resource for them, which is really cool that they can go back to because the bot chat bot is being updated as new information comes out so they can always go back and have a nice conversation with their friend the whatsapp chat bot to learn anything they want to know related to covid and the vaccine so it's kind of an ongoing tool that they can keep referencing so i'm thinking i think some of these numbers on the conversations are really speaking to that the fact that folks can know that it is a resource and um, a resource that they can continue to leverage and go back to talk to whenever they have com um, questions about something new that comes up right yeah i mean with so much information available sometimes if you don't have like a really you know, I think that's one of the things government has tried to do during the pandemic is provide authoritative sources of information because 
there's so many platforms and so many outlets and sometimes everything just seems so like scattered. It is nice to have everything in in one place like that. So um, I, and I asked you, OK, so I asked you about this last time uh, about the lack of trust in government that so many people have. And it, it seems like kind of to, in my mind and, you know, feel free to correct me or to weigh in if you to uh, see things a little bit differently. But in my mind, it's it can be kind of a catch 22 because I, I imagine the same people who are sometimes prone to um, misapprehensions about something like uh, vaccinations and a health crisis. Those same people might be the same ones who also would uh, be prone to, to distrust government or to not want to hear what something like this chatbot has to say. Anyway, I guess it's, it's kind of an open-ended question. What, do you, what, is, what are your thoughts on the lack of trust that some people have in government and, and your attempts to reach the public with accurate information? Well, I mean, I think that um, I'm, this, the government is, I think it really should be used as a trusted resource for um, information. I mean, it's not just the state information and data. We're pulling resources, facts, um, research from various entities from across the country, independent research bodies, um, such as um, ACIP or VRPAC, the FDA and CDC. And um, there's several layers of um, review that all of this information goes through. And I do understand that, especially certain populations relationship with government has been somewhat broken over time um, for various reasons. But it is a it is a resource for factual information. And so that's why I think we also are leveraging our um, trusted messengers, working with community-based organizations and doing this hand-to-hand on the ground. A lot of this information and um, contact is coming from the ground up from folks that they uh, that they trust, that people trust. So it's not just government. It can't, it can't just be government um, to really make these changes and make sure that folks are receiving information. It is through these partnerships with government, with CBOs, with community-based organizations, faith-based organizations, Mm -hmm. media, ethnic media, general media, um, that really is the only way to kind of make sure that we're reaching everybody and that they're um, getting that information. Even though we are working for the government, we're just one one piece of that um, important pie and hoping that it's just we're getting all the right, we're reaching all the right people with all the right information. Right. I kind of touched on this earlier with uh, the possibilities of using this for other purposes. But, um, you know, outside of that, what is uh, the future of this of this chatbot, if any? Are, you, are there plans to expand it in any way or to um, do anything else with it? Anything related to these efforts in terms of finding new channels to spread accurate information what's uh what's next yeah well at this point um we are updating it uh we have updated uh information around certain topics that are um that we see out there um and but specific plans to take it you know and use it for something else there are no plans at this moment um, we do want to name it. 
we're actually going to start um, asking the users and um, people in general uh, to um, to vote on, you know, let's name our bot. Mm. <laughs> so that that's the next step. Multiple choice? Or are you going to trust the public to type whatever they want into a, to a bot? No, probably multiple <laughs> choice. <laughs> that's probably wise. All right, great. Um, so just in case we didn't already cover it, uh, just give it a plug. Uh, how do you, how do people reach the bot? Okay, so they have to uh, text within the bot um, to, you have to text either hola or hi to 833-422-1090. So again, it's 833-422-1090. Um, so it's very important they have to do it from the bot. Uh, otherwise, if it's just an SMS, it won't recognize it. And uh, they can go from there. Within, um, what's, within WhatsApp, they have to do that. Within WhatsApp. Yeah, right, right. Irina Malara, multi-ethnic press secretary for the COVID-19 vaccine task force at the California Department of Public Health, along with Ashley Clark, the task force's press secretary. You can read more about California's COVID-19 chatbot at statescoop.com and in links in today's show notes. I'm Jake Williams, host of Statescoop's Priorities Podcast. Next week on the show, Coral Gables, Florida Chief Innovation Officer Raimundo Rodolfo previews a presentation on county-city collaboration he's giving at the upcoming Smart City Expo USA conference. You can subscribe to the podcast at prioritiespodcast.com and wherever you get your podcasts. Priorities Podcast is available wherever you get your podcasts. If you haven't already, please leave a review or a rating on the podcast page. They make it more likely that more people will find the show. This podcast is a production of Scoop News Group in Washington, D.C. James Mahoney and Carla Fisher helped put it together, and the entire Scoop News Group team contributes. Until next week, I'm your host, Jake Williams. Thanks for listening.